This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. Back pain, which can often be connected to the spine, is one of the most widespread health problems affecting four out of five Americans in their lifetime. So what are your options when it comes to spine surgery? Here to talk with us about that is Dr. Nick Jane, an orthopedic spine surgeon at Dignity Health and Southern California Orthopedic Institute. Dr. Jane, thank you so much for your time today. So explain to us, what is minimally invasive spine surgery? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Bill. Uh, Minimally invasive spine surgery is a new way of doing spine surgery that's been around for the last 10 to 15 years and is really gaining popularity. And um, the difference from traditional spine surgery is uh, a more muscle-sparing instead of muscle-cutting approach. And this allows for smaller incisions, less post-operative pain, quicker recoveries, and less bleeding with the same results and success as traditional surgery in most cases. So the benefits are pretty clear then over traditional surgery, is that right? Yes, I think, I think there's a lot of new data suggesting the, uh, the benefits of minimally invasive spine surgery over traditional surgery. And most importantly, it's easier for patients to get back on their feet and get back to what they want to do in their lives which is really important. So, Dr. Jane, who is the best candidate for a minimally invasive procedure? Um, Well, it all depends. Unfortunately, everything is a little bit individualized and depends on the individual patient's problem specifically. But typically, uh, most patients are candidates for minimally invasive spine surgery, um, especially in the low back. Um, The only things that we kind of try to avoid are, are people who are, um, have a lot of excess skin or previous surgeries, those are the only times it can be a little bit more risky. But for the most part, most people, and especially active people, are the best candidates for minimally invasive spine surgery. Can you talk about lumbar spinal stenosis and what that is? Absolutely. So um, as we get older, the ligaments uh, in the spine tend to get thicker, and, and what we, the fancy word we use is hypertrophy, And this thickened ligament inside the spinal canal can start to narrow the passageway for the nerves, kind of like putting a foot on a a running pipe. And as that happens, that can cause compression of the nerves. This can lead to symptoms of lumbar spinal stenosis, which typically include back pain, as well as pain going into the buttocks or the thighs that is worse with walking and better with sitting. This is a very common problem as we age and get older and can often lead to nerve pain and pinching and sciatica-type symptoms, as well as back pain. So for someone with lumbar spinal stenosis, minimally invasive spine surgery would be a good option if physical therapy and other uh, non-invasive methods don't work? Definitely, definitely. This is one area where I really think... um, uh, minimally invasive spine surgery provides a good benefit. Typically, in the past, we used to do what were called lumbar laminectomies, where a lot of bone and ligament were removed, and this required open incisions with muscle cutting and dissection. And this led to a fair amount of post-operative pain, blood loss, and a longer recovery. And typically, these are patients who are a little bit older and aren't looking to undergo such a, a kind of a larger type procedure. With minimally invasive spine surgery, through an incision about the size of a Band-Aid, we can kind of do the same thing, 
um, doing minimal bony cuts and minimal muscle cutting as well. But we can still get rid of that thick ligament and remove the pressure on the nerves to give them more room and relief of the stenosis and symptoms. Yeah, that's really good news. So let's talk about artificial disc replacement. Can you talk to us about that? Certainly. So artificial disc replacement um, is a different, is an alternative to traditional cervical fusions or anterior cervical discectomy and fusion. Disc replacements have been around in the United States uh, about 10 years, and a lot of the 10-year data that's come out on them is uh, quite promising in in the right population and the right person uh, in terms of both relieving symptoms uh, of neck and arm pain as well as uh, providing protection for the other levels in the neck. One of the problems with the traditional fusion in the neck is that over time, the levels above and below where a surgery was performed would break down and require surgery in the future. One of the big advantages of disc replacement or cervical disc arthroplasty, um, just like a hip and knee replacement, uh, is to prevent the other levels from going bad. Right. And who is a good candidate for artificial disc replacement? Artificial disc replacement, it, it works great for people who are typically a little bit younger and very, more active and uh, still have good uh, um, disc spaces and disc height without too much arthritis in the neck. Those are good candidates who have a lot of arm pain um, from a herniated disc in the neck and things and have failed conservative treatment. So when it comes to the spine and spinal surgery, what should people be aware of? Well, I think uh, people need to always be aware that there's always risks with surgery. Um, but for the most part, it's done to help people get better. Um, and and the vast majority of spine surgeries are successful in the right patient and the right surgery. And it's hard to generalize and say that everybody should have a disc replacement and everybody should have a minimally invasive procedure it's really important that everybody understands that they have a unique situation with a unique problem, and there's not one tool to fix all problems. So it really kind of depends. So while I am a big believer and proponent in minimally invasive spine surgery and cervical disc replacements, it's unfortunately not the best tool or right answer for every patient. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk prevention a little bit. What is the best way to avoid a spinal injury? Well, you know, as we age and uh, as our society moves to a more sedentary lifestyle, we spend a lot of time sitting and bending forward and with our necks looking down at our phones, causing a lot of neck flexion and lumbar flexion. All of those motions put a lot of pressure on the intervertebral discs or the shock absorbers of the spine. And this over time can lead to arthritis of the neck and back, leading to more pain in both of those regions. So preventing that is really maintaining good posture and good form, staying active with a good lifestyle, not staying sedentary too long, keeping both the core muscles and the back muscles strong. Um, I typically recommend doing this through a spine-neutral approach, which is exercises like planks and using seated type of uh, exercises where you're not doing a lot of crunches and things like that, which put a lot of strain on the back and neck. And and I encourage people to walk and, and use things like ellipticals and bikes. And my favorite exercise for preventing spine injuries is swimming because it really strengthens all the muscles while minimizing the amount of pressure put across the joints and the spine. I like how you put that spine 
neutral. And I understand that. Uh, I myself have had some back problems and that those spine neutral, as you put it, exercises really are beneficial. And Dr. Jane, is there anything else we should know about spinal surgery and or minimally invasive spine surgery? Well, you know, like I said before, you know, it's it's a great tool and it's really coming into a new era and we have uh, these abilities to do these types of procedures um, right here in Bakersfield as well. So um, it's a great new thing that we can do here. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Jane, thank you so much for your time. And for more information, please visit DignityHealth.org slash Bakersfield. That's DignityHealth.org slash Bakersfield. This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.